Good morning, and welcome to Litchfield United Church of Christ podcast. Today is July 12th, 2020. I ask now that you join me in our morning prayer. Heavenly Father, our hope is in you alone as we face the many storms of life that constantly seem to be battering at our doors with increasing intensity. Lord, sometimes they seem like billowing waves beating against everything that has spelled security in our lives up till now and causing us to realize that without you, we would be overcome in a moment of time. Help us, Lord, to look to you and maintain that hope that we have in you, knowing that without you we are nothing, but with you at the helm of our lives, we have all we need to stand firm in the faith. Father, in a world that is ever-changing and in a society that has all but rejected the truth of your word, we thank you that you are our never-changing Savior who knows the end from the beginning and has the universe in the palm of his hand. Develop in us an unwavering trust in the hope that is set before us, knowing that in Christ we have already received your gift of eternal life by grace through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Father, that our eternal future is built upon Christ Jesus And we pray that we may hold unswervingly to the hope we have in him, knowing that he who died on the cross to pay the price for our sins and drew us with his cords of everlasting love into his family is faithful to complete the good work that he started in our lives, for his word stands fast forever and ever. We bring you this morning, Lord, our storms and our hopes. We ask for forgiveness for our doubts and ask that you hear us this morning as we ask for prayers for the family of Mr. Grant, Brenda Trill, Emily, and Cheyenne. Lord, we also come to you this morning to thank you for all that you have blessed us with. We thank you for this church and the wonderful people you put in it, for all of those that work so hard to keep this church moving and growing. For all of those that volunteer their time and money to keep this church operating. This year has been a roller coaster for everyone, but one constant we have is our church, and for that we are thankful. Lord, thank you that our hope is firmly anchored in Him and eternally secured to Christ, the rock of our salvation. And we pray that day by day we may hold fast to the blessed hope that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, knowing that our Lord Jesus Christ is the mainstay of our souls and who is both sure and steadfast, faithful and true. We praise and thank you for our wonderful hope in Christ, who died for us so that we might have an abundance of hope in this world and in the ages to come, life everlasting. To him be all praise and glory. These words we pray to you, speaking the words we were taught to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. And it's talking about the valley of dry bones. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophecy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophecy to the breath, prophecy, mortal and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and will act, says the Lord. May God bless the reading of our scripture. Our sermon this morning is titled, Are Our Bones Connected to Hope? The scripture may have worked better for Halloween, but I think in these times right now that we are going through, the scripture will show us what happens when you have hope. Right now, all around us, there is so much happening. There is a pandemic. There are racial tensions. There are riots. People are losing their jobs. Businesses are closing. I read an article the other day based on a study by the Cleveland Clinic and researchers there are saying that there is a rise in broken heart syndrome, a condition that causes symptoms similar to a heart attack. 
They said people are not only worried about themselves or their families becoming ill, they are dealing with economic and emotional issues, societal problems, and potential loneliness and isolation. Researchers say this stress can have physical effects on our bodies and our hearts, as evidenced by the increasing diagnosis of stress cardiomyopathy that they are seeing. The study shows that 258 patients came into the Cleveland Clinic in two months with heart symptoms known as acute coronary syndrome or broken heart syndrome. To me, that sounds like a lot of people are frightened, lonely, and without hope. I'm sure we all have days where we are feeling hopeless. We don't know what to do or where to go or how to help. Let's take a look at our scripture and see if we can figure this out. In the year 597 BC, Jerusalem fell to the Babylonians. 18-year-old King Jehoash, who had only been king for three months, was forced to surrender and was taken captive to Babylonia along with the brightest and the best of the nation. Ezekiel, a young priest in training, was part of the exile, and Jerusalem stood under the yoke of the Babylonian Empire. Sounds a bit like the beginning of Star Wars. Anyhow, it was a very difficult time in Israel's history. The exiles were a very unhappy people. War and political conflict had uprooted them from their native soil and transplanted them to a strange land. All grounds for hope had been lost and plundered. There was no end in sight. Many think that Ezekiel was in Judah during the last struggle against Babylon, and so there is nothing to keep us from interpreting the Valley of Dry Bones as an actual battlefield. And on this very spot, the nation's hopes had been dashed. Now, as Ezekiel looks out over the scene, with the bones of people who were not given a proper burial scattered all over the valley, he is hit hard by the desperate situation of his people. What will the future hold? Will there be any future? It doesn't look like it. In Ezekiel's vision, the Spirit of the Lord led him among the bones of the Israelites on the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. In our own land, we still find the bones of slaves and Native Americans. But we don't have to look across the world or back in time to see bones in a sea of trouble. A modern-day Ezekiel may be taken to any town USA where the local businesses are dried up and the next generation feels like they might be sent to another land. Ezekiel might walk down the streets in certain neighborhoods looking at foreclosed homes. There are millions of places where the prophet could be taken today. Just look where we live, this community, this country, this world. We see kids carrying guns to school, and in many instances they are using them on their own classmates. What causes them to do this? At such young ages have they found that there is nothing worth believing in, nothing worth living for. Do they have no hope? 
What has happened to our children? Where did it go wrong? Where did we as a society, as parents, as friends, neighbors, and Christians go wrong? Is it any wonder they have no respect for us? If you are over 40, try to think back to your own childhood. Were kids packing automatic weapons, killing their classmates and themselves? Was that even a remote possibility? Who would have imagined we'd have days like these? What has happened to hope? In a world where children have been abused and abandoned, where adults choose drugs and making more and more money instead of spending time and effort on their children, I know people that couldn't wait for their kids to turn 18 so they could get their children out of their home so they could go party and focus on themselves. I know people that blame their children for their failures because they think they're trapped, because they have to raise the child they brought into the world. I know people that would rather do anything but be parents to the beautiful, innocent children they brought into the world. Children that didn't ask to be born. Children that look to their parents for guidance and love and reassurance, but don't find it, so they lose hope. Where is the moral depth? Where is the humanity? Where is reality? Where is the hope? Every day we see men, women, boys, and girls deteriorated physically, spiritually, and morally. We see despair, depression, hunger, addictions, and homelessness. We see children walking the streets, orphans and widows not being cared for. In the news, we see an endless war, daily bloodshed, extortion, and so much corruption that it may well cause us to look up to God and wonder, can these bones live? There are some who have chosen to serve at the altar of the gods of wealth and power and have lost their souls. There are those who have been abused, neglected, forgotten, and are suffering all kinds of hardships. Many of them are little less than breathing corpses. There are kids on drugs. There are crack houses, gang members, heroin fiends, broken homes, people living with diseases. There are people whose lives have been written off by society as being disposable. There are so many situations that seem absolutely hopeless. Perhaps in your own lives or in your own homes, you are currently experiencing a loss of hope. Perhaps in your neighborhood you see folks moving without the spark of life in their eyes. It may be a bit like dawn of the living dead. There seems to be no end in sight, no grounds for hope. But wait a minute. Wait just one minute. This has happened before. Remember Ezekiel? The bones were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then God asked Ezekiel, Mortal, can these bones live? And with that, the spark burst forth, the spark of hope. Because despite all he saw and all he felt, Ezekiel still believed in the God through whom all things are possible. Ezekiel replied, O Lord God, you know. God alone knows. God alone is the one in whom we can count on. God alone is the one to whom we can turn to when we are staring at the graveyard of hope. 
And when we ask the Lord for the answer, it comes as it did to Ezekiel. Speak a prophecy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know I am the Lord. My friends, we have faith in the living God. We who are graced with the spark of hope. It is our obligation. It is our privilege. It is our great calling to share that hope with all the world. We are to share that hope with the children who have been stripped of their innocence and have no hope. We are to share that hope with those who live in despair, depression, darkness, and anger. We are to share that hope with those who have lost their souls and with those who have been written off by everyone else. We have been having a great time on Fridays with the drive-up ice cream. We are seeing many people come and support our little church. Some we know, but many we don't know. We post the social on the Litchfield Facebook page, and it's wonderful to see people respond. People tag other people, and this week somebody said, let's load up the car and go. Our little ice cream Fridays are bringing people out, bringing people together, and allowing us to bring a little bit of hope on Friday nights. For some, this may be the only place they go because they know they don't have to get out of the car, but they can at least get out of the house for a few moments and have a refreshing treat during these hot days. For others, it might just be a chance to see people they can't see any other time. Our little social distancing ice cream evening is bringing people out. Everyone who comes up is happy and smiling and thankful. Think about this. We started the Friday ice cream drive up to help us fundraise, but it has become so much more, not just for us, but for the community. Just an enthusiastic and non-judgmental hello, and what do you think about the weather, brings them hope. Can you imagine just those few words in this little fundraiser we started as letting our community know we are here and we care. We are letting them know by being out there that not only do we care, but there is a God who loves them beyond measure and that there is a Savior who bled for them and that there is not just a little hope or some hope, but there is a whole world and eternity brimming full with hope. Now, am I overthinking what we are doing? Am I seeing too much into it? Some of you may say yes, but for me, I'm going to say no because I'm hopeful and I'm grateful. People are coming out. They don't have to. They choose to, and that makes me hopeful that we are reaching people in our community. This passage from Ezekiel is among the most important in the whole Bible. God has granted Ezekiel a vision of what would take place. Ezekiel was standing at a point where the power of God was about to break through into history and give it a new direction. And that is exactly what happened. Ezekiel's vision was brought to fruition. Israel did rise from the grave of exile. It did stand on its feet again, a great army at God's service. 
Israel did go home again. The temple was rebuilt. Babylon, that eternal empire, fell within 50 years. And more, God's promise to put the divine spirit in them, though not immediately fulfilled, has come to pass through Jesus Christ, who lived, died, and lives again forevermore. The message of this great historical passage is that with God anything is possible, for is that not what God does by raising the dead to life again? Prove that with God anything is possible, and herein lies our hope. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, and I ask now that you join us in our closing prayer. Almighty God, you reach into the darkness with hope, truth, and light. Stretch out your strong hands. Hold and rescue those who have suffered. Let your almighty love move mountains, cross seas, and breathe life into the darkest places. Light that redeems, light that restores, light that heals, light that protects, light that saves, light that brings hope. There is nothing higher, stronger, or greater than your love. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen.